Well, welcome back to the podcast, Conversations with Jeff Bucknam. Dr. Jeff Bucknam is the lead pastor of Teaching and Vision at Harvest Bible Chapel in Chicagoland. And I'm your host, Tommy Kreitz, and uh, we're going to have a conversation today. Uh, but before we get into the conversation, we're going to have a conversation before the conversation, the preamble, ramble, the pre-ramble, whatever you want to call it. We're just going to talk for a couple of minutes about whatever we want. And today... What are we talking about? On Tommy? this Valentine's Day. Yeah, we are recording on uh, February 14th. Yeah, it's a bit of a Valentine's Day special. Saint Valentine's yes. Day. Uh, maybe Tommy, you are give you us... real big? Are you and your wife uh, right into the Valentine's Day? No. So if you don't come, if you came home with nothing yep. and you went through the whole day yeah. and there were no chocolates, no flowers, no nothing. What? I'd be okay. Really? Yeah. And you're okay if you get nothing from her. True. True and real. Is it because real. you don't have because you don't have the cupid heart or what? Well, you know, I think it's because it's it's a bit of a like a like a, it's it's a hallmark. hallmark holiday. Yeah, it's you forced know, upon us. Forced upon me uh, that says like, hey, you have to be act this certain way today. Yeah, and why don't I just act that certain way all the time, Tommy? I'm going to tell you something right now. If you talk to my wife, yeah, she'd say every day is Valentine's. Every day, day is Valentine's Day. Should be. You know what I mean? Yeah. If I just listen, without the red. Here's here's the real problem. If I'm only romancing my wife one day out of the year, <laughs> tough. Yeah. Every other day is gifts and chocolates and flowers, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. If yeah. yeah, all of those things. So you wouldn't say there's no romance in your marriage. You're just saying that on February 14th, it's just a regular day. You reject Hallmark I, yes. and all that it entails. I reject consumerism. <laughs> okay. Wow. <laughs> I would, uh, I, I mean, I'm happy to celebrate. I just, will you go out to dinner tonight or anything? No, no, we'll eat in. I was thinking about taking my wife out to Costco. That's a great place. Members only. Yeah. You know members I mean? only. So it's exclusive. Yeah. Um, and not anybody can go there. Yeah. And I think, you know, for deal wise as well, Do you know, what's great about values. You know, what's great about my wife is that if I said we're, Hey, let's go to Costco. She'd be like, cool. <laughs> the, uh, do you guys like, do you do the, do you go to the, like the concession and get the hot dog or the yeah. pizza? Do you, okay. Do you also just go around and get the samples too? Are you a big sample? Yeah. You know, or? I used to be sample mm -hmm. person, but now that the food is like two bucks, I'm like, whatever, I'm going to pay the two bucks for the food. Okay. What is the best hot dog? Uh, what is the best Costco thing? Is it the hot dog? <sighs> I mean, it's pretty legendary, right? Like it's cheap. Depends though. You Are know? you a Sam's clubber? No. I'm a Costco. You kind of are though. But I've been to Sam's Club. I okay, have, if I you're going to compare I've the, seen Sam, the dark side. The yeah. Sam's Club. <laughs> it's like, it's bizarro Costco. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's right? bizarro Costco. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but Sam's, people have told me Sam's Club, some of the, they're doing okay with they're their little okay. cafe there. Yeah, they're doing okay. Well, I mean, it's, it's virtually the same, right? They've got the, you know, the cheap combo meals mm -hmm. of the hot dog and the, uh, the pizza slice. Yeah. yeah. Um, is it, is it Sam's Club that has the the pizza pretzel? Yeah. So Sam's does have a pizza pretzel, nice. which is, you know, that's an added benefit to Sam's if you're into pizza pretzels. I don't think I've ever had one. Yeah, it's a So maybe I So am. it's a it's a pretzel. You know soft pretzel? I do. Okay, so imagine that it was a pizza. Yeah. On it, the soft pretzel. <laughs> Just does. That's the name. Thus the creation and of, you've had it you like it i've had it i 
You're not sure you like it. Yeah, it's, you know, it is neither pizza nor uh, pretzel. Costco pizza is the most underrated pizza in the world. It's, yeah, it's good pizza. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's really and good you, pizza. It's, uh, I saw a guy the other day actually from our church at Costco getting a Costco pizza. And I, the full I actually, thing or yeah, just the yeah, slice? No, the, the full thing. Oh. And I said, congratulations. He did, said, yeah, it's like dinner for my whole family. Yeah, did he invite you though? No. That was But great. I wanted to have a slice right there. Costco's great. Costco's food's great. It's great. To be honest it's, with you, you can't. You can't make Costco stuff. You can't make stuff uh, that's better. I than got Costco you. I was following stuff. you. Yeah, yeah. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. No, I totally. It's terrible too because I'm an old man, mm-hmm. and you're not that I, old. Well, I go into Costco and I'm like, yeah, just just get all this stuff, and it's I'll wear all that stuff. <laughs> oh, like on the like the yeah, clothes. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's twelve bucks. Yeah. Okay. Well, they got some good stuff there. Yeah, yeah. They have uh, what are they, like the Eddie Bauer. Oh, Banana yeah. Republic. But Banana Republic. That kind of that's stuff. That's all Lucky hippin'. jeans and all kind of thing. You're like, what, for Whoa. 20 bucks? What are you talking about? That's yeah. amazing. Wow. It really is. That You know, uh, though, I, there was a place where I used to live that used to have the leftovers, the Costco leftovers, the stuff that didn't sell. Okay. They would send it to this other place. So like a uh, like an out, like a Costco outlet? Yeah. And it what was is that place even like? worse. No, it was worse. Yeah. So it wasn't good. Yeah. And then eventually. What go, are the types they, of things And eventually that go it ends there? up at Last Chance, which is this thing that's that near. the Nordstrom Last Chance? Have you seen the. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've been to, we've got one close here. I know. Have you been to it? No. <laughs> no. No. The I've no. been told that there's a special. Oakbrook? Is that right? Yeah. He's looking over oh, right? it. He's yeah. looking over Sherry, who is a Last Chancer. Yeah. And wow. uh, yeah, apparently you got you to gotta look long and hard there. What are the. There's t- some. <laughs> there's some uh, what are the types of things at the uh, at the Costco surplus store? Well, you know, like if they have extra five coats or whatever, and they can't sell. Oh, it's them, clothing. They'll sell send it over. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. Well, other stuff too. Okay. Like you know, blow up pools and whatever it is that they do. <laughs> yeah, naturally. Yeah, yeah. But they're super cheap. Wow. Yeah. And there's not one around here though, right? That, no, I don't know what Costco does. Probably send it the last chance. I don't. I don't. I don't know what Costco does with their extra stuff. Wow. They probably just send it back and say, "Give us our money back." Yeah. <laughs> wow. Apparently, if you want to be, if somebody makes stuff though for Costco, uh, it's, it's, it is a very one way relationship. Okay. Apparently. As in like, well, I Costco's think Costco's like, like, Hey, look, we'll sell your stuff and mm-hmm. we'll sell like a billion of them, but you're going to give us an amazing deal and you're not going to get your money for several months because we're going to keep it and try to make money off of it. Oh. And then we're going to give you your money. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Like, like that's their business model. Okay. Is that they sell stuff cheap at cost, basically. Uh-huh. Sure. Probably that's why the name Costco. Anyway, they sell it largely at cost. cost. Costco. And then, and then you have to pay them in cash for the most part. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And until they made a deal with Visa, but you have to pay them in cash and then they take your cash and they have to pay the vendor, but they only pay the vendor like two months later. Oh, three months later. So they let the in money work a little three, bit. Yeah. In yeah. that three month period, they're like, well, we're just going to invest your money and we'll do stuff with your money so that we make more money on top of the money. And that's where they make their money. Wow. It's huh. crazy. It's kind of like, and when you find stuff like that out, you're like, what? So McDonald's <laughs> makes most of their money off of the land that they own. What? Yeah. How? Yeah. I'm serious. If you want to go, go watch the movie, The Founder. Oh, yeah, I There's just like a thing about it. But if you go, you can read online. It's McDonald's is, is kind of a property company. Wow. That sells hamburgers. Yeah. Yeah. That's fascinating. It is fascinating. And I always wonder, how did these people come up with this idea? That's a great idea, the Costco idea. Yeah. 
Like, what if <laughs> we guaranteed all of these vendors that we could sell this much of their product and get their name out there, and then we'll pay them a little later than normally, but we'll take that money and we'll do something with it. That's a that's cool. Yeah. All right. That's, I mean, how do you, yeah, I don't even know how you think of something like that. that that's Well, Tommy, this is why you live in Crystal Lake. Yeah. It's because you don't think about these things. <laughs> I don't, I only think about crystals and lakes. Those are my two, two, two things I think about. Do you know, if, what, what is Crystal Lake's, uh, like, favorite native son or daughter? Do you know the most famous Crystal Laker? I don't. I don't know. Uh, but I will figure that out, and I will report it back to you. Uh, so, John, Susie, uh, Troy, and... And Jeannie, our four listeners, uh-huh. can you True. can you guys text, email us some information about Crystal Lake? Yeah, that would be helpful. Yeah, just let us know what you, who. Yeah, yeah. Do we have an email address? Do we have a? Yeah. Oh, info info at conversations. No. <laughs> <laughs> info at harvestbible.org. That's yeah. right. That's the and one. If you send That's... it there, we would end up getting information regarding who who crystal lake's best native son or daughter is that's okay good um we so you know for the people who are who are just avid listeners of ours and really care about our opinions on things and our takes on things um we did pretty poorly as far as the super bowl goes yeah you got it right though of course well Um, tommy i'm gonna tell you why i got it right (laughs) uh follow the money yeah. Oh, okay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm all in on it. So yeah. when you have uh, Pfizer sponsoring a dude who's on one of the teams, yeah. and they're also sponsoring, those same people are like big voters for the Democratic Party. Wow. Or whatever party is going to be there. Yep. And those people are all together. And one of those people is Taylor Swift, yeah. who also has an album that she's coming out <sighs> with again, and has just this, you know, a movie or whatever that came yeah. out. And so her boyfriend also had a movie coming out. Yeah. I'm just saying that there's a lot of money to be made yeah. with a Chiefs victory. You yes. know what I mean? Yeah, I know so what you mean. if the guy's holding, you know, if that Chiefs you know, offensive lineman's holding somebody and mm. I'm a ref, in, in my ear is Roger <laughs> Goodell saying, you're not going to call that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, and you're like, no, I don't know. I want to keep my job. Yeah. So then you don't make that call. And, and there you go. And there you go. And, that, of course, it's exciting because they have to make it exciting. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you, I mean, you got it right. You knew you followed the money. I was like, it's a curse. No way. Nah, conspiracy. Uh, always go with a conspiracy. Always, I should have gone with the conspiracy. I usually do. I know. <laughs> That's usually my MO. As a Seattle Seahawks fan. Yeah. It's, though, it's hard. I have though. Some th- something to say to this, the 49ers. <laughs> Bitter rivalries. <laughs> Bitter rivalries. So I figured, you know, we did the, we did the, the Super Bowl thing. We had various levels of success. We won't go through our record of how well or, or not well we did. But I figured maybe in the upcoming episode, maybe not this one, but an upcoming episode, uh, we should uh, play our hand at the Oscars. I like little, it. Little, uh, little sneak peek. Yeah, I like it. So uh, we'll be doing some research. We'll, we'll, we'll get the picks right this time, I think. I, I have faith to believe The that. Oscar winners? Is the that Oscar what we're winners. Doing? Maybe yeah. we'll talk about our favorite snubs. Can we do some like prop bets? Like yeah, I feel how like- long it'll take before somebody mentions Trump? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we should absolutely do that. We'll have to have a comprehensive uh, mm-hmm. uh, nice. <laughs> playbill for mm-hmm. us. And today. how long it takes before someone says something about Palestine? Yeah, <laughs> There's a lot. Listen, we could do. A we lot could do a lot. Of, yeah, really we're gonna have a bingo card. It's gonna be this amazing. It's gonna be really great. We'll send it to all of our listeners. <laughs> our our 2024 Oscar bingo card. 
It's good. It's actually great. It's <laughs> a good idea. We'll okay. do it. All right. Oh, uh, but um, that's that's coming in the future. So so stay tuned. Yeah, that was a great tease. Yeah, it keeps them coming back. You know, know Jen? It keeps them coming back. Uh, but we have a great conversation. I do. Uh, we're gonna have a conversation. Where you're gonna have a conversation. This is gonna be one of the best conversations that I've ever had. Yeah, because who's it with? It's with my wife. It's with your wife. Because <laughs> it's Valentine's Day. It's Valentine's so of course Day. it is. And uh, and uh, everyone has a story. And so we're gonna get into Jeannie's story yeah. right now. Let's go. Well, here I sit with the single best interview I've ever done. Well, the prettiest one anyway. Probably the best, too. This is my wife, Jeannie. Jeannie Evelyn Bucknam. How are you? Good. <laughs> are you excited to be here and do this? Sure. No, you're not. <laughs> you so desperately didn't want to do it. Why, why, do why do you not like this doing this kind of thing? The standing up front, this being on on podcast stuff, like here here I am public. Yeah, I I don't know. It's not my thing. I I probably just prefer to be behind the scenes more, and I'm just a little more of a private person. I think mm -hmm. deep down. So, but you're not nervous uh, about this. This will be easy. It'll be fine. You're just talking to me. <laughs> it'll be fine. It'll be fine. It, it will be fine. <laughs> uh, Jeannie, just so you know, she asked me this morning what what questions I might be asking her. So I told her. And now we're going to do none of those questions. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, we're going to do surprised. all of those questions. We are. We're going to be fine. Anyway, it would be great if you could tell, uh, where, where, like, where were you, where, where's your hometown? Uh, I'd call my hometown Bellingham, Washington, probably, which is uh, north of Seattle, about an hour and a half north of Seattle. Um, that's where I grew up from like two years old to about 16. So that's, that's, but that's not where you were born. Nope. I was born in Tokyo, Japan. Really? Mm -hmm. My parents were missionaries there. And you have Norwegian uh, heritage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we, we really didn't look the part um, as missionaries, but um, yeah, my, my parents were missionaries there for about five years. What was your dad doing? My dad um, was a, he did, he pastored a little church and um, also taught English in, in a school nearby. How long was he a missionary for? Um, they were there for five years. Were just in jo Tokyo? Just in, uh, no, they were in Tokyo and then. Um, Okinawa. Okinawa. <laughs> I was like, what's the name of that other place? <laughs> I was only two. So when we came back, so I don't. So do you have any memories at all? No. Like is your first memory on the plane or anything? No. no. I, I have memories that are vicarious through my sisters. My sisters were um, five, seven, and nine when I was born. So they were, they, they all went to school there. And, um, but I, not, I, they, they remember, remember. it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I have lots of, you have three there. sisters. Yep. Three, three older sisters. And yeah. so you're the baby sister, four girls. Mm hmm. That explains a lot, Jeannie. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's been a challenge for you to live with a, with a man, with a man, hasn't it? <laughs> it's been an eye opening experience for sure. <laughs> Sometimes yeah. nose and ear opening as well. <laughs> yeah. Um. So you. So uh, 
your parents moved back when you were two years old. Um, by the way, your sisters would have been kind of like, like the, at that point, some of the only white people that a lot of those Japanese folks would have ever seen. Cause this, I mean, you're talking the sixties, seventies, early seventies, early seventies. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, my sister Carrie, my, my oldest two sisters, they went to, um, the international, uh, Christian Academy of Japan. So that had more missionary, kids, inter- and missionary kids and international students. Um, but my sister Carrie, she, she was the five-year-old, she, or that was five years older than me. She went to, um, Japanese kindergarten and she was the only North American non-Japanese, um, student in the class. And so, yeah, they used to make jokes about her putting her like tuna fish sandwich through the the warmer with all the other kids because that's what they would do. They had I don't know what their food was, yeah, but like it an was early something that would, there. Yeah, yeah, so she just did what they were what everybody else did, and you know, even though it wasn't quite the same food, but um, she used to get her hair touched because it was she had little blonde curls and right. it was quite different. But yeah, and then you were, moved back and you moved to Bellingham, Washington. Mm-hmm. Uh, why? Um. Yeah, well, I think we went, that was where we, there was a missionary furlough house there um, that we had a year furlough. Um, And then I think they just were trying to decide whether or not they would go back to be missionaries again, or um, they decided that they would stay there. Um, My dad ended up becoming a pastor at, a local pastor at a church nearby. And they just decided, I think it was, life was, it wasn't the easiest thing to be, in Japan, I think it was not the easiest for my mom. Um, that far away and very foreign language. And mm. so I think they just decided in the end that it was probably better to be state in the States. And the Lord provided a church nearby. That and that's why you ended up, you, you ended up going um, to basically living there from two to 16. So 14 years living yeah. in Bellingham, yeah. Washington. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bellingham is a beautiful town. Mm-hmm. For all of those of you who are listening, if you ever want to go somewhere that's just... Uh, Pacific Northwesty without all of the cityishness. Mm-hmm. Bellingham's like a little Seattle. It's uh, mm-hmm. got a ma- major university in the town, and there's a place called Fairhaven that is beautiful. It's right on the water. Mm-hmm. It's right on the ocean. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, mountains, or Bellingham water, Bay, and there's some mountains right, lakes. right there. So if you're ever around that area in the mm-hmm. summertime, spring, summer, fall, you believe me, mm-hmm. you will not be sorry that you go there. Mm-hmm. Uh, what kind of stuff did you do when you were growing up? Like what was the, if I met little Jeannie, what would I be, who would I be meeting? Somebody who was into what? <laughs> um, I just used to play next door with my neighbor kid, neighbor boy. We were friends. We ran around the neighborhood, um, played basketball, was in a Batman and Robin and <laughs> I, I was, were you, which one my you, hair were you Batman or were you, were you Robin? <laughs> I was Batman. Of course you he was, were, he was my sidekick. <laughs> so, yeah. What was his name? <laughs> Travis. So you and Travis would yeah. be hanging around in the town playing, uh, mm-hmm. we used to try, we used to, it was like, I guess growing up in the seventies, eighties, you, we just, I, I was, I'm surprised going back there now, how far my parents let us go. Like we would get money and go down to buy candy at the little store like that was like a long way away and then we would cross the railroad tracks and head down to the bay so we would cross the train tracks head down to the the bay and we'd walk along these big rocks and look for seals and like we were like and we were not just on the edge of like we're talking like yeah ocean water yeah yeah right there I was probably 10 I don't know how old I was but 
he was three years younger than me, so he was even littler. So, but yeah. Anyway, but you we made it. We we lived, <laughs> but I have lots of good memories of that though. So it was it was good. Yeah. So, uh, your dad, did you like your uh, going to church? I mean, a lot of pastors' kids and stuff don't 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 love it. Did you did you like it? Being yeah, a pastor's kid, I I you know I. I didn't mind. I mean, I, I think I remember a few times being occasionally embarrassed, you know, by a, a illustration or getting the giggles and being like, oh my goodness, I can't control myself and I'm going to get in big trouble <laughs> or that kind of thing. But otherwise, well, I... Your dad, would, would your dad ever look over your way when you were making noise or creating trouble? No, I... I no, because I was, I was good. Were you? Mostly good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You never got... You never got reprimanded no i do remember my mom pulling me out when i was little once out the back right she put the fear of the put, lord in yes you. she did <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah but no i i didn't mind being growing up my my i had a good church sweet church with lots of lovely memories and lovely people that um yeah i i never really thought twice about it it was a um positive thing yeah. for the most part. I mean, I think as I got older and saw some of the challenges that my dad faced, um, and then when we moved, I ended up moving in high school when I was 16. We um, changed churches. Um, my dad took on a new pastorate um, on the other side of Washington State, about six hours drive away. Um, and when you were 16? When I was 16. So I my just my junior year of high school. So it was kind of a hard time. That's a hard time. Yeah, it was kind of a, it wasn't the easiest time of life to move. Um, and the town of Bellingham, I mean, I know, I know enough about this, that the town that you moved from Bellingham mm -hmm. was a little bit more uh, urban mm -hmm. and more kind of with it. I mean, it made your college, made your university in it, right? Mm -hmm. And then you moved to a town that was in Eastern Washington, which is mostly a farming community. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was very it, different. Yeah, very different about, for sure. So how many people were in the in Bellingham when you left? Um I don't know, eighty thousand, so it wasn't yeah. a huge town either. But, but how many people were in the you know, town you moved to? Um oh two thousand. So it was quite a bit smaller. Yeah. Were you the new girl? And I was the new girl, yes. <laughs> and um yeah, that was Did you get was, looked at? Did you get stared at? <laughs> I remember being at volleyball practice and be like and hearing people saying, That's the new girl, that's the new girl. <laughs> you know, so yeah, it was, I mean, you, you settle in and I actually had some nice friends, but it was, did um, you, did you, from the very get go, you liked being there. You didn't ever think about being like, no, I don't want to do this. Uh, no, I didn't want to be there. Um, it was a hard move. I, I had a really, I liked where we lived and, um, I had a lot of friends and a really vibrant youth group. And then it went to a, um, it was a much smaller church and a smaller youth group and the kids, there weren't, there were just like a, probably a couple of kids that I, that were at the youth group, but I felt very compelled to be a part of it, to support my dad and the ministry of the church. And, um, so I did, I went, but I just remember feeling like, um, it was, it was just a lonely time, lonelier time in that sense. And, um, but I, I, I know the Lord used it in my life to like, just really solidify my faith and I had to decide that I was going to walk with the Lord even if uh, other or weren't I didn't have the community of um 
other Christian kids around me. So I, I, you know, I look back on it. It was challenging, but I also see how the Lord used it to, to kind of grow me and grow my, my faith. And do you think you'd be willing to move around as much as you have? Yeah. Had that not happened? And I, yeah, that's the other thing. I think the Lord also really just, it was the kind of the, the beginning for me of, of what, I mean, my parents always, I, I, you know, really commend them for, always having a heart to go wherever it is that the Lord called them. That was, that was the mindset that I kind of grew up with. And I, I, I really commend them for that heart. Um, and just, just be willing to serve wherever God calls. And, and, um, so for me moving, um, to Eastern Washington really was that beginning Mm -hmm. of that, that, um, okay, now let's, that's what we say we believe, but here you're going to have to do it. And, um, and so, that and then when I married you, <laughs> we've moved. We're going to get to that. Bit. Hold on, just yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we'll get to that. It was just the beginning it's, of all that for me. <laughs> it's Valentine's Day. Before we get to me, let's talk a little bit about the other loves of your life. Um, so you dated somebody when you were in uh, in a uh, Gold X, did you? <laughs> no. It's not really true, though, is it? No. I went on dates. Okay. There's a difference. Yeah. Between going on dates and dating. Okay. Why didn't you ever? Uh, nothing ever suited your fancy out of all those. No. Well, <laughs> I mean, again, a lot of, there weren't, none of the guys were very committed in their faith there. And yeah, that was just there a, wasn't, there weren't any really Christian guys. No. So that was, that was, that was, um, no. no. <laughs> so you graduated from yeah. high school, uh, in what year? 1991. 1991. And you decided to go where to college because there was a college. There's a college near where you lived, mm-hmm. actually a big one, yep. kind of near. I mean, it's what thirty minutes away or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it uh, called Washington State University, and I imagine everybody there went to that one. Yeah, yeah, and but you didn't want to go there. Yeah, I think I just wanted to. I ended up wanting to go back to the town that I had kind of grown up in in Bellingham, and I wanted. I just. I don't know. It was, it was a bit small and I felt that smallness and I really wanted to expand, even though I know the university probably would have <laughs> provided me with new people at that point. I really just needed to get yeah. away from the small. I think at mm-hmm. that point I needed to go back to where I, um, my two of my sisters were still living in Bellingham and, and, and I had a good friend from Bellingham high school that I ended up rooming with at Western Washington university there. And so, um, yeah, that's why I ended up going. You live in a dorm there? Bellingham. I did. What was it called? Uh, was it called Arnson Hall? Oh, my word. No, <laughs> I can't it remember. Was not called what was Arnson it called? Hall. That wasn't where we lived? It was called Matheson Hall. Mathis Hall. What was Arnson? It was, uh, that was a place that had all the lectures <laughs> okay. and stuff. Oh, oh okay, okay. <laughs> I obviously am not the detail person in our uh, marriage. But you, you uh, <laughs> that's scary that I'm the detail person in our marriage. <laughs> Most people know me are like, doesn't oh, he yeah, tune out so with details? Yes. This is why we need the Lord. The Lord takes care of us. <laughs> um. But yeah, you moved that. You lived on the fifth floor of this yep. place called Mathis Hall. The reason I bring that up is because I lived on the eighth floor of yep. that yep. dormitory. Mm-hmm. Right. When did you and I first meet? By the way, what did you want to do with your life? Well, I didn't really know. Um, Mary Prince Charming. Yes, of course. That was <laughs> no. I I didn't really know. I, I always wanted to do something in the people helping profession. That was mm-hmm. kind of what I went in. So it was either going to be social work, um, counseling, teaching. Um, and so, um, 
yeah, I ended up getting my teaching degree yeah, um, in elementary education, um, which, yeah, I, I, I had just kind of that. Yeah. Yeah. That was kind of ended where I ended up, but that was my, how did my we desire. meet? <laughs> well, you've told this story before. Well, I've told it. <laughs> I, I might've exaggerated one or two details. Yeah. <laughs> we did meet in our dorm. <laughs> I mean, I would say we, we had lots of mutual friends, but we, we met in our dorm. My friend, Sherry, who is a friend of yours from high school, had said, hey, we should go up to meet. Let's, I want you to meet this friend of mine. Let's go up and say hi. So we went up to your dorm room to say hi. Um, and you were not in your room at the time, so we were chatting with your roommate, and you were having your shower down the hall in the shower block, which you then decided to walk back to your room in your towel. Because why wouldn't I? Because <laughs> why wouldn't you? I don't know. Yeah. You weren't expecting us to be standing in your hallway. Yeah. And... uh yeah, then you snuck past and I said, hello, <laughs> we, and that's how we met. That's pretty much the last thing you said, too. <laughs> it was hello and then turn red, and then I think you guys decided to go. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. a little... But you were so enamored moments. at that point, that I, right? I mean, of you, course, you were pretty yes, impressed. I was like, when can I see him again? <laughs> so when did you see me again? I don't know. Yeah, that's a good you question. don't even know. We, we, we did we ever of, argue when we were dating? Yes. About what? Well, I do remember. Is that the next time you're remembering in the timeline of events? This is your this is your interview. (laughs) We, (laughs) I do remember you gave me a ride back to Seattle to where I connected with my dad, who was going to pick me up and take me back home. Um, Easter Washington. And in that drive, you were spouting off all kinds of opinions that I about pastors and pastors' families, and I'm like, what is this guy talking about? Like. Yeah. My dad's a pastor, and I'm are you trying to say saying. that my opinions were not <laughs> so? It's like spot so. On. I decided to like say I don't agree. Like, and we got in a little bit of an argument. We did. We <laughs> I did. Think that was like the second or third time we'd ever talked. Yeah. Uh, and then I thought funny. that that whole opportunity was gone. Yeah. And then I came back from the break, and I went mm-hmm. down to your room, and uh, to because you left something in my car, which I think was an. <laughs> I think that was a creative way to see me again. I just want you to know that. But then I gave you uh, it back and you gave me a hug, which at the time I thought was like, wow, mm-hmm. you don't hate me. But since I've learned you, you just hug people when you see them. And I realized, oh, that was just standard. Yeah. That was just a standard <laughs> hug that I totally overread. Probably. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. But. But then you learned, you learned, you learned to love. Yes. Yes. And we got married in, uh, what, when did we get married? December 17th, 1993. That's right. December 17th, 1993. And if you're listening Mm -hmm. to this, that is not a password on any of our stuff. (laughs) But yeah, yeah, December 17th, 1993. And we got married Mm -hmm. in the church in Eastern Washington. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm Mm-hmm. We were there, and then uh, we lived there for the next couple of years because mm-hmm. I was a youth pastor. What did you think, by the way, of me, of us go, going in ministry? Because when you first met me, you didn't. I told you I didn't want to be in ministry because you asked me, "Do you going to be a pastor?" And I was like, yeah. "No, I don't want to." Yeah, be a pastor. well, because you had been involved with the leadership of our of our and Bible study leadership and stuff at our at mm-hmm. our local the, the campus ministry, and so and you were good at it. And I remember thinking. I could see him doing ministry, but I mean, I think at the time I, you know, I, I always, again, wanted to be willing to do what the Lord has 
asked of me, but those that's that's it's sometimes easier said than done. And I think you know I saw my dad's challenges between churches um, and the toll it took on him. And I there were times when I was like, I don't know that I want to be a pastor's wife. That's not something I want to do. Um, even though I was also wanting to be willing. So yeah, but I wasn't planning on. <laughs> so no, I wasn't planning on being a pastor. Yeah. Like I was not at all. I was thinking more mm-hmm. lawyer. I was thinking more like uh, foreign service officer, that kind mm-hmm, of stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But then your dad called me and said, do you want to be a pastor? A youth pastor out in the middle of the wheat fields where you just tried mm-hmm. to get out of. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah. I was like, well, I don't have another job. And, and so, so we went back mm-hmm. to the, what was that like? Yeah. Well, I think, you know, by then I was freer from some of the high school drama, right? You know, when you leave high school, when you're in high school, it feels like it's the, the your whole, all your whole world, right? But then it was okay going back because actually it was a lovely little church and lots of lovely people there. And um, I didn't want to live there my whole life necessarily, but um, it was a good place to be. I had to finish my last year up at Washington State University. I ended up finishing my degree there. Yeah. Um, and so, and you were, you were... Yeah, I did youth pastoring, and we really enjoyed that season there. And so it was actually a, a good time, I think. And it was the way the Lord kind of got us into ministry. Mm. Um, where did you live next? I mean, you guys went where? So you guys. You guys. We, we, <laughs> we went where? We went. Um, well, then you decided to go to seminary. Well, why are you saying um, you decided? Well. Was was that the way it was? Did you feel that way? Well, no. I, oh, gosh. <laughs> You decided that you needed more, you needed to have more yeah, I didn't education know what I was talking about. and you felt like you had reached the limit of what you had learned to be able to teach. Yeah. So teach we, deci- we decided, we decided we'd move to Dallas, Texas. Yes, and I was part of the decision. So, so that's not what I'm trying to say, but yes. Yeah, so we'd we never been, had we been to mm-hmm. Dallas ever? We threw, we flew through there one time. Yeah. I don't. But then the rest mm-hmm. of the time, no. So we didn't know a single soul in Dallas, Texas mm-hmm. and we moved there. Mm-hmm. And uh, tell me about, like, when we first arrived there, uh, we had to move into an apartment, didn't we? Yep. Yeah, it was on the third floor in August. Was it August? July. It was hot. In Dallas, Texas. It would have been 100 degrees. It was hot. And, like, the humidity was, like, Dallas humidity. Yeah. It was absurd. It was, f- like, Florida. And we had driven our U-Haul down there ourselves yeah. and didn't know anyone. No. So we were we had lifting to- the couches up three flights of stairs, yeah. just you and me. <laughs> That was real fun. I remember sitting down and crying at some Yes, point. she did. I remember around <laughs> like, the floor two and a half, yeah. you, you <laughs> set, she just sat down right mm. in the middle of the stairway, stairwell and started, I think, all of the, all of the, the fear and trepidation that was there prior to going. Hell came to its full head mm-hmm. on that staircase sitting underneath that couch. Yep. And uh, <laughs> there's a lot of tears. That. I do remember that, yeah. <laughs> And we were wondering, what in the world are we doing mm-hmm. here? And uh, you were a teacher, though. Mm-hmm. Where'd yep. you teach? I taught at Spring Valley Elementary School in Richardson, Texas, kind of north of north of Dallas. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I taught fourth grade, which I really enjoyed. It was a fun. It was like, I mean, God's kindness too. I had done my student teaching under a, an amazing fourth grade teacher. And so I just was able to step into a fourth grade classroom yeah. and kind of use, replicate what she had modeled for me so wonderfully. And so that I really loved, loved working there. Yeah, it was great. 
And then we finished there. Mm -hmm. And uh, where did we go? <laughs> we went back to Bellingham for a little bit before we moved to New Zealand, ultimately. Sorry, where? Yeah. New Zealand. <laughs> so seriously, though, yeah. when 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 uh, mm -hmm. we had made friends in seminary with some people from New Zealand, mm -hmm. and we had gone while I was in seminary for ten mm -hmm. weeks or something mm -hmm. to New Zealand for a for a, an internship. Mm -hmm. But when we decided to actually go back, what was that like? I mean, Jeannie, it's if as I'm tracking your life, I'm thinking uh, little tiny move. I mean, obviously coming back from Japan, but kind of smallish move from one side of a state to another and then to another state. And now we're overseas. Mm -hmm. Like New Zealand's almost as far away from the, from, from mm -hmm. there as you could possibly get. Yeah. It's not the end of the earth, but you can see it from there. Yeah. I mean, I think it was, I remember having, I mean, you have multiple emotions. I remember feeling kind of, it was an adventure. It was exciting. I loved the idea of going and being somewhere like it was super unique and, um, but also it was very, very far away. Yes. So I, I remember feeling that little bit of nervousness, but it was just, we were just young married at that point. We didn't have kids. And the first, the first time we moved to New Zealand and then, um, so it was kind of, I think that time was a bit more of an adventure. Um, but everything is different in another country, just trying to figure out life, right. Trying to find a place to live, trying to find, um, all kinds of the, the details of life, right? Did How you know it anybody works, medical there? Medical systems and stuff. Um, in New Zealand, did you know anybody there? We didn't know anybody no. there, did we? No. No. So it was really Single starting. Soul. Yeah. Yeah. It was really starting over. Mm -hmm. So we met some great people, great, f and the and saw the Lord provide in some pretty amazing ways. Because we came back uh, mm -hmm. after I was there for a couple mm -hmm. years in, in the Bible college, we came back and then nine months later we went back to New Zealand, but this time to be, uh, on the South Island of New Zealand and be a mm -hmm. part of a church there mm -hmm. where was going to be a teaching pastor. And so did we, we, we knew like one person yeah. there yeah. because we knew them from the college yeah. Yeah. that I taught at before. Yeah. yeah. So we knew one person there. Mm -hmm. Uh, did you like that? Yeah, well, that was, that, I think that was a harder move. Um, we had our first, our little guy, Ethan, was, what, what, he was like 14 months old then? He was little, so, and I think leaving grandparents behind, and because we had had this 10-month stint of time in between where we were back in Washington State in the States, and so, um, yeah, that was, I think that was a little harder move for me, Um yeah. I They're mean, five just, years. And it was a smaller, it was a totally different town than we had been in before. So oh, it was yeah. starting over in a new, in a kind new town. Kind of isolated in, too. Like <laughs> yeah. the town we were in before town. was Auckland, mm -hmm. New Zealand, which is like mm -hmm. the major city in the country. Mm -hmm. And this one was on the South Island in a place called Nelson, which is beautiful. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, kind of pretty, pretty isolated. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. it really did feel like you were way, way, way out mm -hmm. there. Um, yeah. Like it's the next day there yeah. right now. Yeah. Uh, and so it, it, but it was interesting. Used I, to. I remember, I remember that just that feeling of trepidation flying in and like, where are we going? Like, yeah. what have we, what are we doing? Um, but it didn't take very long. Like, you know, when you, I think one of the beauties of all of our moves is that we've, and the beauty of being in ministry is that we've been immediately plugged into a, a local church somewhere. And, and in God's kindness, I think we've been able to reap the blessing of being with God's people like 
instantaneously to take care of us, to show us around, to house us. Like we, when we moved to New Zealand, um, that was the, the Hudson and Colleen Malcolm, Malcolm, you know, we went and stayed at their house. They had this big house with this big space, this extra space. And we stayed there and Ethan was little. And before we, we had stayed with them for a few weeks while we were just trying to get our, find our own spot and everything. But they became like surrogate grandparents right off the bat. Ethan was calling them grandpa, Bubba, right, right away. Bubba. Yeah. He, he thought they were grandparents. They thought, you know, and they, and they were, they became like grand surrogate grandparents, like before we'd even found our own place to live, he had surrogate grandparents and the largest reminder. Which was one of the big fears that you had because we were moving from yeah. away, away yeah. from your, mm-hmm. your parents. Yeah. And how, so how's this going to be? How's this going to be? And, and the largest immediately provided, provided. Immediately. So I think it was, that's, that's been one of the blessings of all of our moves, even though that it's not been easy. Oh. Um, but, but the Lord has been kind. You're there five years the church. and then you moved to Canada. Mm-hmm. There was this crazy thing that happened to us, I have to say. Right when we left uh, Nelson, New Zealand, mm-hmm. like the whole church came to the airport mm-hmm. to say goodbye. Yeah, and yeah. at Nelson, they had this yeah. uh, roof that you could go actually out onto the roof of the airport. Mm-hmm. And you could stand on the roof and you could see the planes take off, mm-hmm. right? You can climb down, of course, but you'd be outside because it's always sunny. Mm-hmm. And they'd be on the roof. And the mm-hmm. entire church while the plane is taking off, is on the roof waving. I know. And I'm thinking, why are we leaving? And she, <laughs> I just remember doing? you were at these the window and lovely. I was looking these through you to these people, people waving, yeah. thinking to myself, what are we doing? Why are we leaving these them behind? These people love us. Yeah. And you were, you, were apo- you were apoplectic. You were completely you were so quite sad. Yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh. And we went to a place we didn't know anybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, up to Canada. It was close to your family, which was nice, mm-hmm. but it also was, uh, and we didn't think we'd be there very long, but yeah. we ended up being there for 15 years, mm-hmm. which is really where our kids sort of, that's that's their, Ethan knows a little bit about New Zealand and Micah remembers barely a, a little bit, but mm-hmm. Canada is yeah, where, that's... which we never thought mm-hmm. we'd be doing for 15 years. We Our, our daughter was born in Canada, Sophie. Mm-hmm. And the boys were three and six when we moved. What'd you think about living in Canada? Yeah, I liked it. (laughs) I liked it. I liked it. I I liked. You didn't like the border. You didn't like. I didn't like the border. I mean, I think we were we were just like ten minutes north of the border, and my family was just south of the border. About ten minutes. Ten twenty minutes south of the border, so we were very close, and so that was. We, and because we were Americans and I had grown, grown up in the States, that was nice to, we always, like, we liked to go shopping in the States. And Trader Joe's to, was in the yeah, States. Yeah, the so. things that we didn't have in Canada. So we often crossed the border, but that was, it was challenging. It's there was always a lineup and you'd plan to go down for a picnic and there was, you know, oh, I guess we're waiting an hour and a half in the lineup now, you yeah. know, things like that. So, yeah, it was but on the other hand, we had access and it was, it was, you know, and the people, worked, it was good. the people who you met there were lifelong friends. Yeah. We have some wonderful, kind friends. Again, I think, you know, you, the lovely people of God, good dear friends that, yeah, I will treasure forever for sure. Yeah. So when you're 49 years old and have established yourself in Canada and you've had two sons who graduated from high school there, Mm -hmm. uh, your daughter is in sixth grade. You're settled in, you got friends. Yeah. I mean, like it's going well, the church is good. They love you. And then you came to Chicago. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
How'd you feel about that? Well, it it took um, it took some time to 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 like really want to do it. I guess I mm-hmm. guess there was part of me that I mean I, again back to you know my life is not my own. My life is a living sacrifice. You know you take up your cross and you follow wherever God calls. And I so but we'd been there long enough to be quite settled Mm. quite quite have lots of friends be quite settled quite you know you just in your routine we didn't even hadn't even moved out of that house we'd been in the same house for those 15 years so it was quite settled. the first time in our married Mm -hmm. life that i think we had been somewhere and felt like yeah this is this Mm -hmm. is actually home yeah 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 so yeah it was it took me i i really oscillated back and forth between like i want to be willing to do what god (laughs) god is calling us to do but i also want I don't know. The part of me was like, this is going to be hard. It's yeah, going to be hard to start parents are getting older. And yeah, you, you it's know, hard to leave kids, them behind. The kids are, you know, yep. one of the sons is mm-hmm. mar- dating some girl there. and mm-hmm. What's it going to look like to, to move your, your, your home base? It's different. When yeah. your kids are a little older. It was, and it's, it's different, different when, than when they're little. When you're f- yeah. close to 50, mm-hmm. too, right? I mean, mm-hmm. like, you start thinking, what in the world uh, are we doing? Yeah. Um, there was yeah. a video, I remember, I've said, shared this in a sermon, there was a video that was taken during COVID, mm-hmm. and they had the, the people from the, the video, people from our church had to come over and stand in the street and take a video of us in our front yard, <laughs> which was against the rules at the time for COVID, and so we were looking up and down the street to make sure that, you know, we weren't, people weren't calling the cops on us, and they had to do it between cars coming by, and you looked a little bit scared to death. Is that pretty fair? <laughs> yeah, there were a, there was a lot of emotions going on in there yeah. just between like yeah, COVID was COVID was not an easy time and that probably pushed me over the edge and helped helped I mean I think pushed me through the door a little bit too. I think the way things were handled in Canada was was harder. Yeah, we missed the states. We yeah, wanted so to we, come back and to because the US. we were so used to being across the border and the border was closed. I think yeah. that was that made that, it feel even further. Mm-hmm. It's almost worse when mm-hmm. it's right in front of you. Yeah. And, and you, you can't you go can't. and see like it. We used to meet my parents down on the border. Um I literally across the ditch. My parents would sit in a field in their lawn chair and there was a, a farm ditch and then we would sit on the edge of the road, a farm road, um across the ditch right. in our lawn chair and we would visit and yeah. one time Sophie fell in the ditch and got so she was <laughs> half American yeah. half Canadian yeah. at that yeah. mo- one moment in that one moment she's like oh I don't have to quarantine now do I <laughs> they used to have a rule that if you yeah. went across the border for yeah. like five seconds <laughs> yeah. you'd have to quarantine for two weeks because yeah. the COVID might get you yeah those Americans dirty Americans yeah. <laughs> so so yeah so there were yeah it was that was a challenging time for sure a lot a lot of things but but what have you what have you experienced in Chicago, like as you look back on it, mm-hmm. you've been here, what, two and a half years? Close to, mm-hmm. yeah, coming on three now? Yeah. You know, it's been, it's been challenging, you know, to move. It, moves are always challenging. There's so many things, especially uh, like moving countries. You're re, re-entering a whole new system of, of terminology and just buying a house and, you know, getting a bank system or the, the insurance stuff you never medical insurances all looks different in another country. Um, so that was just, I felt like I had done most of my adulting life in another, in other countries. Mm -hmm. And so coming back to the States, I'm like, I had to 
adult <laughs> for the first time in in this country and trying to figure all that out. So it just was a massive learning. So curve. even though we're Ameri- um, you're mm-hmm. American, you still feel like you're kind of coming to a new yeah new nation. Yeah. yeah, yeah, trying to figure those things out again, having to learn those things. But I think I think the thing that I finally identified about moving that I find is challenging is that when you move you only know what you're leaving behind you only know what you're saying goodbye to and it's usually all the good things that you lament and are sad about but you don't know the the good things that you're going to you don't you I mean you have the hope it is where your faith the rubber meets the road right you have the hope of knowing that God's going to provide what you need but you don't you don't, don't see it yet, right? You don't see that he's going to provide just just the right house, just the right, you know, he's going to provide those friends. He's going to provide the courage to to learn the new things, whatever it is that, that you have to rise to doing podcasts. Um, <laughs> whatever it is, he, he can provide what we need. And so anyway, I, it's, but you, but in that moment, it's, that's what makes it hard. I think is that, you know, what you're leaving behind, but you don't know what you're going to. So, um, but I've, but looking back now, even three months, three years in, or not three years, I guess it's been two and a half. Um, there's, yeah, it's been a lot of good things too. I really like the Chicago area. Mm. I love, I, we didn't expect that. Yeah. No. Yeah. I, I, well, I think I had in my head thought I, we were coming to like this frozen tundra of freezing cold winters and, and, but now I've, I actually, they haven't been that bad since we've been yeah. here and Long I actually, continue. yeah, I've loved the, the seasons, the really definite seasons have been yeah. really fun and where, where Jean, we were was more rain, 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 rain. So when, yeah. you, when you look back at all of that moving mm-hmm. and in each occasion, it's sort of a sacrifice you're trying to make because you believe that the Lord's called you to, uh, mm-hmm to ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, like what, what, what has that taught you about God that you would not have known had it, none of that happened? Had you just stayed where you, where mm-hmm. you were? That he can be trusted. Um, that he, he answers prayer. Specifically that, too. I mean, in weird, weird, yeah, specific. Yeah. Like you throw yourself out into a situation where you have nothing else to depend on but him. You have to, he, you know, it, it really does. And I, and I think even leaving family behind, I think that's always a, a, a big one. Um, there was that, that, that verse that talks about um, when you give the, you, you know, you leave your father and mother for my sake, I, I'll, you know, give you that again i can't remember the yeah, exact husbands and mothers <laughs> and fathers and, yeah and i'll replay in this give life you those. and in uh-huh. eternal life and that verse is very very true i think the lord has been so faithful to use to just to care for us along the way like and provide I family everywhere provide family aunties and uncles and grandmas and grandpas and um did the, just the brothers and sisters through his people and yeah, one of the blessings that we've had is mm-hmm. the opportunity to see the the importance of the church of Jesus mm-hmm. in a real tangible way. You know, there's a lot of people who, when they stick, stick with, you know, where they've been, which is awesome for 20 years or whatever, like all I God bless you. I think it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes doing that, you can start taking uh, the gathering of the church or friends for granted. But when you, when you have to lift up and you go other places and do it as frequently and as far mm-hmm. away as we've done and not knowing anybody, the church becomes like, the 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 lifeline mm-hmm. it is really the only thing that that you mm-hmm. end up you realize what it was supposed to be mm-hmm. and how important it, it is it's part mm-hmm. of the reason i think that both of us struggle when the church isn't what it is because we've seen it 
be mm-hmm. such an important, special place. I mean, mm-hmm. your whole life has kind of been a testimony to that. Yeah. To local churches really mm-hmm. fostering and nourishing your faith. And yeah. So yeah. it's hard for us, even mm-hmm. on a Sunday morning, whatever, when we're not here, not, not at our home, we, we still feel pretty uh, inclined to go to a, Mm-hmm. a local body because we feel mm-hmm. like everybody who's there, you, you know, or like the people that we've moved mm-hmm. to in other places, mm-hmm. they're just, they're brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I don't know if we would ever, I, I don't think I would have had that appreciation for the local church mm-hmm. had, uh, had we not been doing what we're doing. No, that's true. Yeah. What yeah. are you excited about in the days ahead? Anything? I'm looking forward to baseball season. <laughs> <laughs> Our son plays baseball at LSU. So I'm looking forward to that coming up this spring. You a baseball uh, person? Or do you like I've become that? a baseball person. Yeah. I I wasn't. What's but, a ball? Um, <laughs> I don't know if I can totally tell you that. It's when this pitcher does something that He's not it's like he, he pretends to start his motion and yeah. then he, or he starts his motion, but then he doesn't complete the motion. Yeah. So that's considered a balk. And then the, yeah. the player, the batter gets to take a base. Right. What's so, a yeah. double play? <laughs> when they make two, two outs in one, one play. Right. What's an RBI? Uh, run batted in. See, she's amazing. <laughs> she's become yeah. like the, Yes. One of my favorite things in the world is sitting next to my wife and my daughter at a baseball game in mm-hmm. Louisiana, which we're going to have Lord willing to do in the next little few days. This opening weekend comes upon us this weekend. And, mm-hmm. you know, you're sitting next to them with their little LSU hats on mm-hmm. and all their all their uh, baseball garb and mm-hmm. right into every pitch. Mm-hmm. It's uh, amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, and we've all, I mean, I wasn't really a baseball guy when I was growing up, but we've all kind of grown to love the sport and love the environment. Yeah, and it's been fun. Love yeah. the fans who freak mm-hmm. out at every conceivable mm-hmm. thing. And it's uh, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. We're also looking forward to this spring. Our son, our oldest, Ethan's getting married. Um, what do you think of that? In May, late May. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited, excited for him. He's met this precious girl that here, which has been another one of God's faithful yeah. gifts to him and to us. And, um, she's the fact that we moved to Chicago yeah, opened the door for him to know her. And mm-hmm. because of that, I'm like, yeah, it was worth it. <laughs> yeah. No matter what else yeah. happened, no matter how many people mm-hmm. like or dislike me, <laughs> at least he found his, his bride. Yeah. And that's, uh, yeah, no, that's, that's a really amazing thing. Yeah. Yeah. She's been great. And I'm thankful that we're going to have her be part of our family for sure. Yeah. Mm. All right. Time for, uh, for my, uh, lightning round. Okay. I thought that was, the no, it's not round. the lightning round. Here's <laughs> the final lightning okay. round. I've really enjoyed talking to you. Okay. Mm-hmm. Ready? <laughs> Are you ready? Ready. Uh, does your husband, does your husband talk too much? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Is your husband moody? <laughs> yes. <laughs> You're setting me up for trouble here. Is your, questions. <laughs> is your husband smart? Yes. Uh, is your husband uh, genuine? Yes. I always know what you're thinking, which is I know good and bad, it's right? <laughs> you read a verbal processor, so yeah, and I wear thinking. things on my sleeve, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. 
But uh, it's good because the, then I never have to guess what's going on in your mind. Most a lot of women, no, a lot that, of wives are like, "Man, I wish just wish he would talk to me." And I'm like, oh, <laughs> "You're no, like, I, I wish he'd shut up." <laughs> so, Which is true. No, I don't yeah, actually no, wish that. I, I I'm talk. thankful that you. Well, you are know open when things are wrong, it's when I stop talking, and it's terrible. Yeah, and that's I, true. I just. Uh, yeah, I'm thankful whatever. that you're honest and open. So, in the front of my um, doctoral dissertation. Uh, you get to give a, a, um, a whatever it's commendation or a, a, I don't know what the word dedication? is, a dedication. Mm-hmm. And I dedicated my doctoral dissertation to my wife, Jeannie. And below it, I said, uh, there's a, there's a verse from, uh, I think it's from Proverbs. Mm-hmm. And this is a, an excellent wife is hard to find, but I found an excellent wife. And I adore you and I mostly adore you because of the sacrifices that you've been willing to make for the kingdom. And, uh, I mean, I look back across your life and I think about all the ways that the Lord has prepared you for all the things that we've had to do mm-hmm. and, uh, the tender care you showed our kids and the way that you care for me and my irascible difficulties with mental health and moodiness and too much talking and, all of that, and I, I cannot imagine a more excellent wife. You're kind. You're well, right. you're, I, you're kind, but but God I, has been so faithful in all of it. I he, was, he gives us what we need, and He provides what we need, both in preparation through life circumstances and just through Spirit and people and friends along the way. Like I, yeah, God has been so faithful. Um, so well, I always tell our boys. Uh, marry someone like your mom <laughs> and both of them have t- found people who are like you which i think is a, probably the greatest testimony to your f- influence on their life and uh i just thank god for you Jeannie. thank you anyway I listen before this you. gets too mushy um <laughs> it's been great yeah. uh, having Jeannie here happy valentine's day to her and to everyone else who is mm-hmm. listening probably the week after valentine's day but whatever god is eternally present And so is Valentine's Day. But we'll talk to you the next time.